Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. I do want to apologize for the voice. I partied hard this weekend in Nashville with some girlfriends and Nick. Oh, yeah. And so I am still recovering from that. So at least I have a voice, albeit raspy. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our fantasy brains. Of course, we have Mike Papa Bear Claw, our bougie papa of the pod. And I mean, let's just go ahead and do it because I know you love it. Oh, no. I like to call him Big Papa. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> they? Nick, but Mike likes it too. Mike likes to listen to it 432 yeah, yeah. times a week. It's his favorite. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Papa Bear Claw. And of course, Mike, say hello to your fantasy football fans. Hello. Hello. And happy birthday to you. We have the birthday boy tomorrow, but it will be after this comes out. So you can wish him a happy belated birthday. (laughs) My Nashville party buddy, my fantasy partner in crime. (laughs) Let me just tell you, Nick has a social life in Nashville because of Noble. (laughs) Nick James. It do be facts though. (laughs) (laughs) The best was when Abby says to you, how long have you lived here? And Nick's like, two months. And she's like, oh, where are your favorite places to go? He's like, I don't really know. I've only been out twice, and both times it's when Noble's in town. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm your social life all the way from North Carolina? That's amazing. Basically. Yeah, first night came down, we went out, and then you've been the other two times where I try to pretend like I'm mid-20s. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's such a bad idea. But you know what? We're going to do it again. So just go ahead and accept the fate. So anyway, you can find Nick on Twitter at Iowa in the NFL, of course. So, getting into the podcast for today, we're going to go over some recent broken news and also a little bit of discussion on auction drafts, maybe a little bit on rookies. What else do we got for today's pod? This is going to be the last one you hear before the NFL draft. So, after this, we'll have landing spot and draft capital in the equation for rookies. So, over the last month, I've joined a ton of startup mock drafts and rookie mock drafts, 1QB and Superflex. A lot of that is about to change, but we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. Yeah, and Mike also mentioned that he is in quite a few mock drafts as well. These two guys love to draft. So if you need information on drafting, this is the podcast for you. They love to draft. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's part of our name or something. Yeah, I guess so. I mean... So where do we want to start today? At the top. At the top. That's a great place to start. I'll go ahead and kick it off for you here because for the longest time, basically since I began doing fantasy football podcasts, I have been cheering for Jalen Hurts. (gasps) And Jalen Hurts got super paid. (laughs) Yeah, he did. We talked about it a few weeks ago where it's like Herbert, Burrow, and Hurts are all due to potentially be paid. And as soon as they get paid people are going to move him in their ranks so do you want to do that now how high do you want to move hertz well now he's the most paid ever so where do you rank hertz now he's the most paid ever for now yeah yeah setting the bar I, I think it'll end up looking kind of like goddard where it's like they overpaid but then you look back in a year and that's a bargain mm-hmm. i kind of feel like we should cue a little toby keith how do you like me now mm. we like him just as much only he has more money <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd still probably keep him like right about three. Yeah. Was that where he was prior to getting paid? Did that make him a little sweeter for you or it didn't matter? I mean, him getting paid and getting the contract definitely kind of solidified him there at three for me to kind of put him up towards where Allen is in my rankings. I mean, I might have considered like Burrow there. Some people might even have like Lamar still close, even though he's got it. But, you know, Hurts got paid. So you said you have him at three? Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep I keep cutting out. That's why. I, yeah, he's cutting out. I've been cutting out bad. I Well, I moved to the front of the house and so I I was like, is it me or is it is it actually Mike? Okay, that's fine. I can totally work with it. I just was a little nervous. It was me. So what you're saying is, it's not me, it's you. Yeah, it's definitely me. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. Mike, you're breaking up and it's not me, it's you. <laughs> 
anyways, you know, I've long sung the songs of those who love Jalen Hurts and how love hurts. It doesn't hurt this time. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him go, even in the most recent mock, he went second and then Burrow went third and I got Josh wow. Allen at four. Oh my gosh. That's the hype is real with it. It's basically, oh. it's been there. I just wouldn't be surprised if because of the recency of Hurts getting paid that he like slides up to two or maybe somebody takes him one in a draft thinking it's a hot take. Mm. We've been saying this. He, he's in this, in the top tier and some of the first players off the board and super flex. I do have a question, Mike. How many QBs would you take before you take your first non-QB in a super flex startup? Ooh, Mahomes, Allen, mm-hmm. Hertz, Burrow. You got Lamar, Lawrence, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, has, has Herbert fallen <laughs> off here? A, a little bit to some people, but not that far. Fields at this point. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't think I can go down to Fields yet. Still prefer J. Jeff to Fields? Yeah. That's Justin Jefferson Noble. I'm like, is this different than J. Jets? <laughs> yeah, that's his Twitter name. That's why That's why he's called that. Yep, J. Jettas. Am I ever living that down? Yes. No? No. Okay. Dubious. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay, wait. Nick, Hertz or Herbert? Uh, Hertz. So you were pretty high on Herbert, though. Yep. So, like, did he fell a little bit? It went from being Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert as basically a solid top three to now you can argue Hertz and Burrow in the conversation where it's that's perfectly fine. There's uh, a possibility that the Chargers upgrade on offense. There's a possibility that Eckler isn't on their team or this is last year on the team, one of the two. Mm. Herbert's about to get paid kind of like Hertz just got paid. And as soon as he gets paid, a little bit of that confidence will be restored amongst the community. But in all reality, it shouldn't really change anything. He's still one of the top QBs and one of the ones you're going to be taking in that group for sure. Okay, awesome. Um, So Hertz gets paid and he's not hurting for money now. So no, I'm excited. I think that's awesome. He had such a great season. So I think that's a awesome, awesome deal for him. Not too bad. You mentioned that you wouldn't prefer fields. Mike. Yes. Mike. Uh, that's, that's about where I'm at. Yeah. Um, as far as backup QBs go, Hertz got Mariota backing him at this point. And then PJ Walker, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, is backing up fields. <laughs> Of the ranking backups, would you put P.J. Walker and Mariota in the top half of them, backup QBs? Probably right now, just because the teams, the offenses that they're backing up are really similar to their play styles. Hertz is really mobile. You have Mariota. Walker is uh, fairly mobile as well with Fields. Yeah, they both make it into at least the top half of the backups for me. P.J. Walker a little lower and just probably just barely there, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if the backup QB takes some reps during the season. It happened last year for Fields. But as far as backup QBs go, one of the middle exciting ones. Do you think week one, Mayfield is a starter for the Bucks? Baker. Baker. It's so different when my voice is like raspy. That sounded really... Baker. It sounds like Luke. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. <laughs> okay, Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Baker Mayfield, do you think he's actually starting week one, Mike? Yes. Probably not. Sorry. Oh, come on, Mike. I love Baker. You can love him. You don't say that because you think it's Trask, do you? It's probably not Trask either. They may end up drafting somebody, but if there's a competition, they might end up sticking with what they already had. I just don't think Baker's been that good, and he didn't really show anything when he went anywhere else. Although I think pretty much anybody can throw to Godwin at Evans. Didn't he have a couple of really good games? I might have lost track because he was on a couple of different teams last (laughs) year, but what was the last team he went to? The Rams. Okay. Just a couple of games. Yeah, he won a game on the Rams. Why did they, like, I felt like that was a good fit for him. Uh, Stafford, end of story. Yeah, whatever. He's paid. Stafford, Schmafford. The Bucks (laughs) aren't in a position to get one of the top QBs unless they somehow find a way to trade up to get one of the top QBs in this draft. So that means you're either taking, like, a Hendon Hooker or one of the other QBs that are projected after him and adding that to Mayfield and Trask. Even if Hendon Hooker ends up being better than Mayfield and they do end up drafting him, 
him in like the third or something or the first or, or the first i mean like I, I learned my lesson last year that no matter what rumors sound like it may not end up being like that like last year we were taking malik willis in the early rounds of a, mm. a super flex startup before oh, yeah. the nfl draft if you were drafting with rookies yeah. this is why you should wait until after the nfl draft yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just like setting a bomb off in the middle of your team yeah last year it was like five quarterbacks were being mocked in the first yeah. round and it was everywhere yeah and by the end of it it was kenny pickett yeah which is why when we were watching the draft and we were on Streamyard or whatever we were on looking at each other going what is happening right now <laughs> watching those teams where we drafted malik willis in the mm-hmm. one position mm-hmm. or like our team is blowing up before our eyes <laughs> yeah yeah thankfully most of those are mocks yeah but that's part of what you can expect top 10 pick early first round capital that's first round pick for a quarterback pretty much how it goes if there's quarterbacks that aren't picked in the first round that go to decent landing spots with terrible qbs like if somebody landed on the bucks those are going to be nice little maybe as early as earlier second but probably late second third round qbs so when you're mocking right now if you're taking various qbs over qbs you're in your head you're making some kind of an assumption on what's going to happen quarterback more so than almost anything's just heavily weighted on draft capital whether they're going to get the ample opportunities even if they are decent cool story bro okay um <laughs> i was like mike you want to add anything <laughs> so i i know the queen has done just a little looking so i'm curious okay. who do you like best of the top four qbs so we have cj stroud ohio state qb bryce young alabama qb will levis kentucky qb and anthony richardson florida qb i know you watched at least a little bit of it can i phone a friend <laughs> okay as long as that friend is mike <laughs> i'm gonna let mike go first do you have a, a preference of those top four of the top four one of younger stroud not the other two yeah that's where i'm at right now and gotta see where everybody else lands yeah it's gonna be a lot of landing spot dependent and if anthony richardson falls outside of the top 10 picks or everyone's completely wrong on will levis and he falls to like mac jones territory or anthony richardson all of a sudden gets taken above somebody so it's like a lot of it just depends and i get that but i'm most confident in cj stroud and bryce young as far as quarterback prospects that have been hyped for a while have been thought to be good for a while and have shown to be good Uh, also the most common ones that are being mocked at the top of the drafts as far as the top couple off the board you hear little rumors and this that about will levis or they're infatuated with anthony richardson anthony richardson is definitely a project so wherever he goes he might be someone who gets overdrafted in rookie drafts this year kind of like malik willis where it's like oh yeah maybe maybe by the end of the year and then he's the future he just needs time to develop where it's like you're looking up a year later and what what is malik willis worth you know what i mean this is guys getting picked in like the late teens to like 20s in super flex startups and even then that's just purely purely based on hope because it doesn't sound like he's going to be the future the draft capital difference there is going to make a big difference as long as anthony richardson doesn't fall like malik willis pre-draft to post-draft then you know he's more closer to like a lance value than a malik value and i think that's all going to go into his draft capital so anthony richardson could be lance could be malik willis he has that wide range of risk where like cj stroud and bryce young fairly confident in the prospects and the draft capital is going to be top 10 if i had to guess so if i'm making my call i prefer cj stroud and bryce young so maybe bryce young has that little bit of chip on his shoulder to go out and prove something yeah a little bit is right and then but he's small for an nfl quarterback so that obviously may end up being his achilles heel i would have to go with cj stroud over bryce young which i mean i think everybody would but you never know like maybe he gets out there and he's scrappy and he's just like i'm out here with something to prove well if you say like cj stroud goes first and then the second quarterback doesn't go until four at to the colts and it's will levis uh, there's going to be people that like will levis more than anybody else it's uh, not completely out of the realm of possibilities and that's part of the reason why it's really hard to guess like 
the draft capital with rookies because it's going yeah. it's going to change as soon as the draft happens. So um, as far as if I'm approaching like trading picks, like you see, picks are like the easiest thing to trade right now. Like everybody wants picks, want picks, wants picks. I am not sure that what it looks like now is what it's going to look like after the draft. If I'm approaching it, I'm saying there's probably three quarterbacks that I'm going to be able to start early in the season and one that's going to be a project who has high upside. Anything after that is going to completely depend on landing spot and luck because I don't think that anyone else is going to get draft capital. And that's how I'm approaching quarterbacks. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Let's say it's approaching like the, uh, the acquiring draft picks. I mean, at this point, it's really tough without the capital to kind of figure out what's happening in the late first, early second. But I think there's like a fairly set tier of like seven or eight players that at least we kind of have set there. So those are the picks I have been targeting. It's pretty easy to kind of, you know, your first pick's going to be Bijan. And then after that, you're probably going to have two quarterbacks lined up. That's how I've kind of been planning where the picks are. I don't think any other kind of like draft capital is really going to change that setup. Mm -hmm. As long as we don't get like Malik Willis and Ritter okey-doked like last year, uh, then I would totally agree. And that's how the rookie draft's been going for Superflex right now is at least two quarterbacks. Every once in a while, somebody really likes Jackson Smith and Jigba, which I think is the only real wide receiver that I have a confident interest in. And even then, right now, just due to being that, he's probably even a little bit overvalued there. But we have those four quarterbacks, Bijan, and I think Jamar Gibbs belongs there at two, though some would prefer others. But that breaks down basically like the top seven or so that I am really confident and I like. After that, I really like Quentin Johnston from TCU. There's a lot of like criticism back and forth. He didn't even get invited to the draft because he might be late first, might fall out of the first, supposedly. So that's a little worrisome when like Jordan Addison did get invited and so did Zay Flowers, both other wide receivers you'll be looking for uh, in the draft. I think towards the end of the first, it's going to be running backs who probably aren't going to have the greatest draft capital and wide receivers that weren't picked in the first. Like, I don't think there's going to be 12 players that I really feel good about as a first round draft pick going into next year. I think it's going to be like Mike said, there's like eight that I really like that are good. Like that's going to, it's going to end up around there. I'd imagine where it's like seven, eight, nine, ten guys that I really like. And then it's more like second round value guys that you're taking at the end of the first for this year. And guess what? It was the 2023 God class. It is super deep. It's falling apart. (laughs) I kind of feel, I was just going to ask this question. So great segue here, Nick. All I've been hearing is everybody talk about how deep this draft class is and how amazing they are. And they talked crap about last year's draft class. And now I'm listening to you and I'm like, wait a minute, am I hearing this right? Um, I'm still a little foggy from Friday night. So maybe I'm not hearing it right. But so you're saying it's not as strong as it was originally thought it was going to be like, you're not feeling as confident in how many top players basically almost predictably from a few years away, draft classes look good. And then certain people bust and then certain people go back for another year. And then, you know, somebody transfers or it is difficult to project it far out. And this one was supposed to be pretty hyped. And now it's like, okay, here, let's hype the 24 class because there's at least one quarterback I really like in it. So that class must be great. But how I'm treating it right now is those late firsts were probably worth more at the trade deadline last year than they will be on draft day. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It might still be worth more now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even now. In some of my good teams, I shipped off my first to solidify a championship run in a handful of the good teams. And I probably got more out of them then than I would be able to get out of them now. Like I was able to put that with something small and get like Adams and Henry, which are probably worth more than what 11 and 12 will be on draft day, if I had to guess. So where where is the spot in the first round that you feel like is going to be, I don't know, I guess we would call it what a tear break or like a true step down from like, okay, these are going to be solid picks. And then we're getting into the meh. We'll see. There's the four quarterbacks we discussed, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So if you didn't want to say that, you can just say JSN and most yeah. people know what you mean. Obviously, Bijan has been hyped since forever, might be taking over quarterbacks in super flex drafts, very likely. I mean, and as long as he doesn't go to like the Patriots. Well, that, be, that might be really nice. Yeah, half the time. <laughs> 
just seems like this class just doesn't have the wide receivers that the other classes had to kind of like bolster that first round. Like we're looking at maybe three that people are excited about. Mm -hmm. But there could be more wide receivers in the first round than what we think. Because like Jahan Dotson was like a second, third round projected pick and went in the first last year. Oh yeah. Like he jumped up a bunch. So like that could happen. And so when you, Noble, to answer your question, where are you going to draw the line? I know JSN is good. I know Bijan's good. I, I think Gibbs is good and he's one of the ones who's supposed to get day uh, two draft capital. And then after that, it's there's a big tier of running backs that are question marks. So I think there's a tier break there right now due to the mm-hmm. mystery of those other guys. Yeah. But once we get the draft capital added, that tier could move up and down a little bit. Uh-oh, Gibbs falls to the fourth round and there's three mm-hmm. running backs picked ahead of him. Is he still the RB2? Um, now he's yeah. like, you know, now things are moving a little bit. So if I'm looking at it right now, there's four quarterbacks I like, and I hope that they all four get first round draft capital, early first round draft capital. And I know that maybe one of them won't, and hopefully it won't be like last year where it's like, yeah, four or five QBs first round, and then one goes. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Who uh, who are you predicting as your red herring this year? There's a couple. <laughs> Sam Laporta is a tight end. There's five tight ends you basically want really badly in this draft. And then there's a couple other guys that other people like that come to like Goddard, like uh, Tucker Craft. But Sam Laporta from Iowa, you might be able to guess why I like him. Um, I have no idea other than um, Iowa. Uh, ask all the <laughs> Iowa fans, you know. <laughs> but they might be able to tell you. Um, he could be total trash, but Nick's like, he played at Iowa, so he's my fave. <laughs> I did a mock draft where it had landing spots, and one of them had Sam Laporta going to the Green Bay Packers at the end of the second round. Ooh. I was like, oh, man, that would be so awesome. Yeah, that but would be I, awesome. I just hope Sam LaPorta goes somewhere where he's just not going to be necessarily buried and I can pick him in, like, the fourth round. Because right now he's going as, like, the fourth or fifth tight end okay. pretty consistently over and over again. And I like him just as much as the other guys other than Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Another one is going to be Charlie Jones, who transferred from Iowa to Purdue. So he's Iowa-ish. I actually got to see him play okay. versus Iowa when I was on the 50-yard line row one okay. at Purdue. Just because he transferred from Iowa, therefore, boom, Nick's gonna like him. Right. Hello. This is like a fifth round draft pick, someone who, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, probably my red herring. Just okay. This is gonna be like the late round dart throw. Get a lot of and throw away later. Yeah. K- 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 yeah, my favorite thing to throw away after a couple weeks. <laughs> Anybody else? Or those are the two. Those are your those are your two red herrings. Those are, the, those are two of the big ones. If okay. there's two that I'm watching that are basically like off the radar guys. Daenerys Prince, someone who's really fast at the combine. Keaton Mitchell, also fast. Okay. Two of the later RBs that could be fast guys at the end of draft. So if you're looking for your Pacheco, not that they are even great comps, but as far as an RB that goes late in the drafts, who's fast, if you just happen to have opportunity, RB uh, at RB, speed is one of the most indicative things to success. So, you know, it's a, it's a crapshoot with the backup RBs. Those are the couple of the just real late guys that uh, I've been getting pretty consistently. Okay, and quick trivia question. What was the name of the male ice skater that we talked about on Friday night when we brought up Pacheco's name? I'm pretty sure that like the second that entered my ear on one side, it like passed through my head <laughs> and was out the other side before it even had a chance to stick. Okay, I'll give you a hint and there's no way because there's like only like two names that should come to mind. His name started with a V. There's two? No, there's only like two names with that start with a V that anybody would actually like guess. Victor Oladipo. No, Victor <laughs> Pacheco. <laughs> I got I got one. I got one. Right. But you got the Victor. Yep. You were the Victor. Yep. He was a guard for the Pacers for a while. Yeah. Mike, you know, you know that an ice skating move is gonna come up in conversation if you're hanging out with me. And my best friend Abby came through. She was like, oh my god, Victor Pacheco. I was like, I'm not crazy. This is a real thing. No, that just means you know other crazy people. Maybe. I think anybody else knows who that is. Everybody knows who that is. I mentioned Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers as people who were invited to the first round draft night. So these are the ones who are likely going to end up with draft
draft capital. So one of these guys might be a giant. That would be exciting. A giant? I mean, they're probably not getting JSN, but one of the other two would be. And that would, I mean, that's got to be the best you know, landing spot for a late first round wide receiver. Those two wide receivers are the most likely to be first round rookie picks after the NFL draft. But someone who was supposed to be hyped for years, who has just fallen and fallen and fallen and then didn't test well, is Kayshawn Booty. Yeah. I know the name alone is just going to make it where Noble kind of likes him. And this is probably going to be my David no, 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 Bell. No, that's a real name. <laughs> my David Bell of this year. Where I like him, then they don't test really great. And it's like, no, no, I don't care. And they slide down. I'm like, I still like him. I don't care. And then a year later, no one's ringing the bell. Ring the It'll be like Spiller last year. <laughs> Testing your vocals. Um, I literally thought you just gave Kayshawn Vaughn a new pet name. I'm not even Kayshawn. Oh, yeah, there you go. My new, oh, but Kayshawn. Kayshawn, my new Keyshawn. Kayshawn. My guy's Darnell Washington. This is going to be the draft of Kayshawn Vaughn's. The Kayshawn, Keyshawn, Butte. There's like eight of them. There's like eight of them. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Two of them are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And something that I do want is Israel Abanaconda. And you can just call him man. Anaconda and no one will question it. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm absolutely calling him that. a given. Kind of like moved up into that group of running backs that were all getting taken every single time before him. Now he's kind of like mixed in that tier. Someone who is going to have a name that gives them those bonus points for rookie drafts. Like anybody with a the hyphen. Anaconda? Yep. He, he's the new hyphen. Wait, isn't that a song? I know it is. Yep. It doesn't want some. He doesn't. Unless you've got buns. I un- <laughs> That's it. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> like burgers with no bread. I like how Nick will not sing it, though. He just talked through it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very serious discussion very. about anacondas and what they do and don't want. This is a serious discussion. <laughs> do you like how I'm trying to break the seriousness and they are not? <laughs> they don't want unless you mm-hmm. got buns mm-hmm. on. I'm, I'm an expert at what anacondas do and don't want. Oh, God. <laughs> TMI. Anyways, moving right along. Watch out for Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt, and Josh Downs. Also, wide receivers could go like day two and might have enough draft capital to be relevant. Sweet. All right. Those are our wide receiver rookies to be on the lookout for. Yeah, they could be relevant like the guys last year that were in the second round besides Pickens yeah. and the year before. And the guys that weren't anything. They could, or they could not. Yeah. So we got on a little bit of a rookie tangent there. I have an interesting uh, era point where I'm curious that you and Mike's opinion or if you see the same thing right now like I've seen in these mock drafts discussions where it's like it's a movement it's a change in fantasy football wide receivers are more worth more than running backs in my opinion yes the evolution of the game a little different fewer workhorses more spread out backfields receiving being a bigger part of the game I definitely get that but I think right now risk is being weighed more heavily especially for running backs than they will be post-draft. So right now, if you're drafting, the wide receivers have very little risk of something happening where all of a sudden now they're worth less than they were. Running backs have a a wide range of outcomes because they can be affected heavily by someone from the draft, even if it's someone in the middle rounds. So right now, there's only a handful of running backs that I really like where I feel like no matter who they end up drafting there, as long as it isn't Bichon, it's going to be fine. So uh, there's been a few free agents that signed with a handful of teams the Chicago Bears are someone who could potentially get a running back, but they did sign Deonta Foreman. So, Mike, you prefer Deonta Foreman or Khalil Herbert? Khalil Herbert. I mean, I think he's a solid backup running back. Either answer was acceptable. Also, would have accepted neither. <laughs> neither would be good. Mike's like, that's not fair. You didn't give me that a choice. Yeah, you did not give me that choice. <laughs> yes, he was being very literal on that. Survey says. Survey says. Devin, without a single carry, leaves the Bills. He's replaced by Damian Harris, and he heads over to the Texans, where Devin Singletary will apparently be backing up at least Damian Pierce. Devin Singletary, is this someone who you think is worth getting cheap? Single scary? I think, like, if you can get him real cheap, like, almost nothing, sure. Like, what's almost nothing? I don't know. A soggy taco? Yeah. It's, like, a little bit more than nothing, but a little bit less than twice I would probably maybe draft him before. 
four miles Gaskin, maybe. So, like, you'd pay, like, a fourth. That would be wise. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and I think there might be some feeling that he's more worth, like, a second or a third. Me, like, that would be my investment point. I have no interest in really getting Devin Singletary. Like, that's, honestly, I take that as the best thing for Damian Pierce, because now they might not draft a running back. Mm. And if they don't, then it's Damian Pierce season for at least one more season, because Devin Singletary is not a threat to take this guy's job but really even eat into a lot of the between the tackles work maybe i mean like i don't know what plus it's gonna be paired there with a rookie qb so devin single carry single scary yeah single scary single carry single terry i probably won't have a single share am i remembering it like damian pierce didn't exactly light the world on fire last year though right right he had a a stretch of good games okay Mm -hmm. but he survived the world even though it was not in flames okay but he was also like losing work to guys like Rex Burkhead. So they were like easing. Maybe he was like being eased into it last year and then like this year is going to be his breakout. Singletary is going to be the best running back that he's had on the team with him. Oh, so you think he's going to push him a little bit? As much as as much as Devin Singletary could push somebody to be better. I'm just saying he's got his best backup. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He didn't really have much yep. on, oh, going okay. on on the team. Devin Singletary, better than Dare Agumbawale and Rex Burkhead. Yeah. <laughs> scary. Speaking of single scary. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, scary backfields, Damian Harris leaves the Patriots backfield and replaces Devin Singletary on the Bills. Yeah. So do you think this is positive for James Cook? Because now they're not drafting somebody else, even though he was one of the ones with day two draft capital last year. But Damian Harris is a pretty good running back, isn't he? Not bad. Not last year he wasn't. Last year he was hurt. I thought he did all right. He got hurt. Wasn't he hurt quite a bit? Yeah, he was. Plus, Patriots going to Patriot. But then when he was healthy, he was out there pretty. I mean, it's hard to judge any running back on the Patriots Mm -hmm. backfield. That is like the scariest fantasy group to have ever. Like, you just don't know what they're going to do. Damian Harris is decent at running the football. Not really great as a pass catcher. So that could end up helping James Cook a bit or limiting his ceiling. Maybe keeping him just kind of like a third down back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not convinced that James Cook is a bell cow, but I do like him. Like, one of my earlier RB3s. You know, there's 32 starting teams, 32 starting gigs. One of my very first running backs off the board after the top 32 is going to be like Damian Harris. He's going to be one of the better backups to have, I think. Especially because I don't think, I don't know that James Cook is going to be like this all-star that all of a sudden dominates all the work or whatever. Like, he might be good in the work that he gets, but I don't know that he's going to be one of those overwhelming volume studs and who else is going to get those touches damian harris i think potentially i think damian harris is going to be all right he could be he's probably better than Devin singletary yeah so he could be a solid rb2 on the bills uh yeah do you like both of them more than james robinson who was signed by the patriots yeah i think i'd like some uh, a small amount of fab more than james robinson at this point <laughs> i think i like 15 dollars in fab <laughs> <laughs> Yep, gotcha. $15 and a half eaten. Ice cream cone. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> Cheese sandwich. <laughs> mustard or no mustard? It's important. You know, how bad do you got to be to go to the Jets last year who just lost their, their star running back who was breaking out and not even see the field? Ah, uh, but they do have Carter and Knight, and I know you like some Carter. Michael Carter? Yeah. Carter of the Michael variety? Yes. Not uh, Lil Wayne. Mm. So Knight's better than Robinson. Wait, so who do the Patriots... The Patriots have James Robinson. The Rhino. And Ramadre Stevenson. And they drafted two running backs last year in Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. So now they've got a four-headed monster of doom. And then people are mocking oh them to pick Bijan, which I think would be crazy. But that's like the, one of the only things that would kill Bijan is just because they have so many other RBs that they would waste touches with. Ramadre would be their RB1 if the Patriots have an RB1, which they kind of don't. Well, he was RB7 on the season last year yeah. right around there he was good last year so i think he's one that's being discounted right now but if he doesn't get something different added he's probably i mean like it's almost inevitable that he's going to rise up to be one of the guys you're more confident in i mean what's the, what's the worst thing that could happen to the rhino other than Bijan? Mm. yeah i just i when it comes to the patriots it's not it's not the player it's the team i just don't have confidence it never fails 
when you need to depend on the running back of the Patriots the most, they're going to pick the other guy a hundred percent of the time. It's going to be some rando. Like they're going to bring him in from like the taxi squad practice squad. And they're going to be like, you're in buddy for no reason other than to screw your fantasy team. So my advice to all of our lovely fantasy listeners is never ever draft a running back from the Patriots. Or if you do <laughs> magically pick the right one. Yeah. It's just a guessing game. It's always a guessing well, game. Well, they're always going to be fifth or sixth round picks. So you just take them, you know, later in your draft, all four of the ones they pick. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then they're sitting there though. And the problem is that they give you these little breadcrumbs of glory and you're like, Oh, look at this guy scoring all these points. And then you plug him in and you're like, WTF. This guy doesn't even play running back position anymore. Now that he's in my freaking starting lineup. Well, that's what I'm saying. Bread crumbs of glory. Bread is crumbs a fantastic of glory. show title. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> I made that up myself. <laughs> Bread crumbs are leading to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where it seems uh-huh. like it's the Rashad White show because there's no Leonard Fournette, but they did sign Chase Edmonds. Mm, interesting. What do, you, what do you think about Rashad White Interesting for this season? Are you worried about the draft? Me? Yeah. No, I don't think they're going to go into the draft drafting or running back when they barely have a quarterback figured out. They're probably on the tail end of having Godwin. Evans is getting older. They really need to get a quarterback in there. I don't think they're going for a running back. I think this is probably the last opportunity to buy low on Rashad White. Mm. I mean, I know he's worth more than he, he ever has been at this point, but I really think they're going through the draft and not adding somebody. So in like two weeks, all of a sudden, he, it, his backfield by himself. They don't have Fournette over there anymore. That was holding, yeah. Rashad. So he's one where you could buy high right now and it's going to get higher if they don't bring in anybody. Oh yeah. Mm. Even if you're buying a little high. Interesting. So the Bucks went from like the glory team to like what all kinds of pieces kind of are up in the air, question marks, getting older. They're going to need to rebuild here. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Whether they roll with a late QB or they just throw the season in the tank and say, Baker Mayfield I need you to lose every game. (laughs) Again. I mean, they got the guy for it, right? I don't even think they need to tell him that. He'll just go out there and do that. I don't think that. Like, Baker, you need to win every week. Wink. (laughs) I think that, honestly, they brought the right guy on if they're looking to tank because they don't even need to tell him to tank. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know what the game plan is, coach. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Maybe they're going to trade up. They're going to take another short quarterback. Well, I've got two random things here, you know, with no Zeke on the Cowboys, they signed Ronald Jones. I think that's probably irrelevant by the time they sign somebody else or whatever to go with Pollard. And Dearness Johnson to the Jags, I think irrelevant. I think ETN doesn't have anything that's splitting touches with him there. So as long as he avoids any kind of like one of the top 10 running backs from this class joining him in that backfield, then that's part of the reason why I like ETN as much as I do right now. And that's basically it for the, the running backs. Is Zeke anywhere yet? He's not. And neither is Fournette. No. There's a good possibility they don't get signed or they get signed in camp or they get signed in season or post draft yeah this is the got girly Le'Veon bell mm, so that's interesting do you think any of these any of these teams that we were talking about with possibly drafting a running back i mean obviously there's a big, big difference between a young rookie and zeke but could he benefit i mean even if it's just for one year on any of these teams that are kind of hurting at the running back position if nobody takes zeke i wouldn't be surprised to see the cowboys bring him back cheaper Ooh, interesting Okay. And just grind him into the dust one yard at a time. Yep. Okay. Zeke is great for when you need to run up the middle for one yard on first down. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> not get Pollard hurt. Here you go, Zeke. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Cowboys. Cowboys. Speaking of Cowboys. Not the Nashville variety. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Dallas variety. Yeah. <laughs> I do love a Cowboy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Since our last podcast, Brandon Cooks was traded to the Cowboys. I think that this might ding Gallup a little bit, even though they're like, you know, we're still going to keep Gallup involved. I think it might take them out of the running for getting uh, another wide receiver, considering they just drafted someone who I can't even remember last year. Wait, what was his name? Can I make a comment about that? What? So Noah Brown got traded or left. I don't know. I never yes, know if they're left. free agents traded, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, so he left. Yeah. And they used Noah Brown quite a bit last year. Does Brandon Cooks maybe just plug into that scheme and it looks similar to what last year did with them using Noah Brown and having Gallup out there. Maybe it doesn't change much. Maybe Gallup's more of the Noah Brown. I don't think they bring in somebody like Brandon Cooks to be the third guy. He's a pretty mm-hmm. solid player. Yeah, he 
yeah, he's older, but he's probably the number two there. I'd probably be pretty worried about Gallup, although I really don't want to pay too much for either of them. Yeah, I think Brandon Cooks is probably even worth a tad bit more than he was as the wide receiver one for the Texans, being the wide receiver two for the Cowboys. Well, he's got Dak. Yeah. yeah. And an offense that's going to score, you know, points. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, definitely somebody I would be willing to take a gamble on for sure. Panthers seem destined to have a rookie QB, and he'll have Adam Thielen and DJ Chark as his wide receivers. Baby Chark. Do, 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 do. Excitement scale, one to ten. How excited are you for Panthers pass catching options? A solid three. A solid three. They also have Hayden Hurst. Oh. Oh, four. That brings it up to a seven. <laughs> four. Wait, was he the one that I said last year was killing me? <laughs> yes. Yes. You also traded him, I think. <laughs> You're like, if Hayden Hurst is killing you, we have bigger issues. You think they could draft a wide receiver? That's just a rough team to bring a rookie quarterback in. Yeah. 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 As is usually the case. So you're getting picked early in drafts. Well, yeah. You know, good teams usually don't finish last. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Panthers are the new Browns. Like, every time they make a decision and a choice, you're like, what are you thinking? Yeah, what were you thinking is what I was thinking with the Giants wide receiver signings. Because they went out and also got Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Jameson Crowder, and Jeff Smith. Yeah. Just collecting all these subpar wide receivers. What is happening? To the point where Paris Campbell kind of shines on that list. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he looks like he's probably the best player on that list. Yep. So wow. Yeah. Obviously, they have Wandale, and they got Waller. Yeah. No more Galladay. Yeah. Likely to draft somebody. And watch. They draft, like, yeah, Boutte in the third. Boutte. That's how you, that, there's no way. Kayshawn Boutte. Is that really his name? <laughs> yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's my new favorite player. Gaskin, move over. Boutte exactly. coming so Mm, yep, I knew it. I mean, I, I know it's not on the list there, but they also got Sterling Shepard back. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that makes me happy. I mean, this is already better than last year. Yep. Yes. These guys are slightly better than practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're a step up from Jalen Hurd. Good job, guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the Jets have added Alan Lazard and Mecole Hardman now. And no Aaron Rodgers. We love Mecole. And still not Rodgers. Oh my god, it's so annoying. Like two podcasts ago, by the time you hear us next, Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet. I know. Nope. <laughs> no. The last I heard was that they were moving forward with Jordan Love. The Packers were. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like Rodgers and Favre scenario. It's just like history repeats so, itself if you're a Green Bay fan. But watch this happen. Watch Rodgers not get traded, not get played, retire, and the Jets run with Zach Wilson this year. Oh, dang. And Green Bay, that's the best case scenario for them because then all of that money, they don't have to worry about the money situation, right? Their cap. I think it's they're waiting for certain dates to pass and then it's going to happen. I think that's part of the problem right now. It might just happen during the NFL draft. We'll see. Like, you think Rodgers is going to get traded to the Jets? Uh, I mean, I think it's the most likely scenario. Mm. It's There's a timing of events that have to happen and certain dates have to pass, if I had to guess. I thought there was a disagreement on compensation. Yeah, like they wanted like a first and a second. They might just give two seconds because they traded Elijah Moore to the Browns. They don't want to give up a first. I don't know. I feel like you're going to have to give up a first to get Aaron Rodgers. Why? He doesn't want to play I, there. Just, they don't want him to play there. Do. I don't know. Because I just because they'll just ride him on the bench till he retires mm-hmm. and they... Re- remember the picture last good. year where it was like Braxton Berrios said Zach Wilson is good and Zach Wilson said Braxton Berrios is good. Well, Braxton Berrios is on the Dolphins now. Yep. <laughs> I loved Braxton Berrios. I'm going to list some of the most random signings of wide receivers to teams that already have wide receivers and This is exciting. Mike, you tell me if any of these matter to you just yes or no. Okay. Does it matter that Deontay Harty went to the Bills? No. Does it matter that Isaiah McKenzie went to the Colts? No. Hmm. Does it matter that Mac Hollins went to the Falcons? No. What about Marquez Callaway to the Broncos? Yes. You. That one. Is it because you think Judy or Sutton might get traded? No, their head coach. Relationship with them. Mm. Go ahead and figure out a role because it's not like they're the healthiest team on the field between Sutton and Judy. Even if neither of them get traded, I think he can still find a role in that team. Okay. I, I like it. I've, I've liked Marquez Callaway for a while and like you said Sean Payton connection maybe they try to use him a little bit more there and he's free stuff you love free stuff yeah 
<laughs> Who doesn't love free stuff? Everybody loves free stuff. Speaking of other free stuff, Zach Pascal to the Cardinals? Yes or no? Uh, actually, 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 uh, if Hopkins goes, then you mm-hmm. you have Hollywood, you have him. Um, you're not going to have a mobile uh, quarterback running the offense probably because Kyler's not going to be playing right away. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be a bad team, so they're going to be losing throwing the ball. Yep, Rondell Moore and Dorch. Yeah. There are your competition. He could be relevant just because it might not be great around him. He could easily be the second best wide receiver on that team. Or they could draft somebody and trade yeah. Hopkins. Who knows? They could. What about Nelson Aguilar to the Ravens? No, he's not old enough for him to be relevant on that team yet. He's got to be like 35. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so OBJ to the Ravens. That one actually I think could be relevant. He's either toast or mm-hmm. I, I think he could actually go ahead and be something over there. He may even go ahead and just take over the number one role there as much as I love Bateman. I'm waiting for that to break out. Requires faith. That was so random to me though. Like I feel like we've been we've been hearing about OBJ talking to all these teams and at no point in time do I remember Baltimore ever coming up in that conversation. No, because they don't throw the football. And then all of a sudden it was like breaking and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's part of the dominoes with Lamar, I'd imagine. Mm. It's really weird. It's just like an older wide receiver who's coming off a major injury and just wants like $15 million and, and then he goes to the Ravens who don't even throw the football. <laughs> They're like, Lamar, nah, can't pay you. OBJ, though. I know you haven't played football in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I've got you over here. Yeah, yeah you, what, were you 29? And apparently, That's fine. And apparently he called the Jets and, uh, and asked them to match the offer they wouldn't. Yeah, if I'm the Jets, I wouldn't match that. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then today, Allen Robinson uh, getting traded to the Steelers for like a swap of seventh round picks. Yes. And the Rams are like, we'll pay two thirds of the deal. I need the Steelers to pay like a third of it and just let us move up like a bunch of picks in the seventh round. Who cares? That might be good. Mm-hmm. When you say, I want to trade this person and they said, if you pay me, I'll take them. Yeah. This is, you know, real life that happening. So who do the Steelers have over there now? Pickens, Deontay Johnson and Allen Robinson. They got Fryermuth. Oh yeah. And the Bears signed Tony and said backup money. A-Rob is no slouch. Like I feel like it, it could, maybe he's got like. He might be a slouch. Mm-hmm. He's got one good year to get out there and like you know, go out with a bang. I think the best way I can spin that is Allen Robinson has a very tiny chance to prove that he's not a slouch. But I think really what Allen Robinson to the Steelers might mean is maybe the Deontay Johnson trade rumors, even though he did get paid, maybe it happens. Mm. Maybe he gets traded like A.J. Brown during the NFL draft. Would you rather them move him? I could see them moving him. He he had such a bad season and he had over 140 targets. Yeah. Like that, that's pretty tough to, to pull off. So, Noble, yes. let's wrap it up with your favorite. Ooh. Oh, Schultz? It's your favorite position. <gasps> Tight ends! Oh, yes. I was like, wait, there's so many favorites, but I don't think <laughs> you like to talk one. about any of my favorites, typically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Miles Gaskin? We're actually talking about Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> Tight ends. So Dalton Schultz, who was supposed to be like the star tight end last year, it came through in the end. He was all right. He signed with the Texans. Yeah. Hayden Hurst, as discussed, um, there's Hayden Hurst. Hey, Hayden Hurst was like somebody last year. I'll have you know. Well, we should go back to Schultz. Yeah, I know. I was just kind of going down the list and I figured we He's like, we should go back to Schultz. Wait. We, we skipped Schultz. No, I said Schultz. And then I just like went on to Hurst. Uh, go Hayden Hurst. <laughs> no. Wall. I got so excited. I wanted to talk about all of them mm. quick. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, you shall not pass. No, 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 no. Yeah, so Schultz to the Texans. Probably not good. Rookie QB's best friend? Maybe. I just really can't see that being anything close to the situation he had in Dallas. Not even close, yeah. Well, they have Brandon Cooks. Oh, wait, no. No. They have Nico Collins. They have Noah Brown. <laughs> So you're thinking by... Yeah, and right now they have Davis Mills. By default, there isn't much to throw to, so you're saying it might be good? Uh, It could be good. But, like, so Mike always talks about tight ends, and it's not necessarily about the tight end themselves, but more about the teams who use the Mm -hmm. tight ends. He's worth less than he was on the other Texas team. Yeah. I mean, like, the Texans don't come to mind as, like, a team that, like, utilizes a lot of their tight end. 
position. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They also haven't had a really good one. It's been split between like Jordan Akins, making him just barely sort of kind of relevant, maybe two tight end formats. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Dalton Schultz instead, I guess. Who who was who was there before? I can't even. Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan and Jordan Akins. <laughs> Brevin Jordan. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was kind of a darling there for a little while. And wait, that was the guy that anything. somebody in our it was the group chat was always like Brevin, wasn't it? Jack. Jack. He loved Brevin, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, irrationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have known when his name counts to four, one, three, two, four. Yeah, one, two. Well, yeah. Yeah. Buck. So Schultz takes a big hit there, huh? Uh, he takes a hit, but I think he's still one of the relevant tight ends. He takes a hit, but it's a small one. But like right now, if I if I still have Schultz on teams, and this is where I probably move him. I know it's probably taking a little bit of a hit from last year, but I'm just not confident in the situation on the Texans, even if they draft a quarterback and he's the best option i just don't think he's that talented so you would be trading dawson or uh, dalton Schultz right now i would yeah it's not somebody he's not somebody i'm targeting to acquire at all and are you looking to get picks what would you be looking to get for like what's reasonable to get for dalton schultz in this position i'm personally waiting until he gets interest or does something that acquires interest or name gets in a headline or they say mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz to be featured in the offense in 2023 or comes out first week and catches a touchdown with three targets on 40 yards then sell. <laughs> and then you're moving him. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like people aren't going out and looking for Dalton Schultz right now. Not someone I'm trying to push off on someone. Now someone who we had been targeting before he found a home was Mike Gusecki and he ended up on the Patriots. What do you think of that Mike? I'm pretty excited that the Patriots have a pretty good like a track record with tight ends even with having two of them yeah i think patriots are a good tight end team yeah he probably takes a huge hit he's got like almost no value right now with how late he's going in startups i mean where did he just go in the in the mock startup we're doing right now fairly late it has to be like 20 some tight ends off the board at least yeah so i still think he's one of the most talented tight ends in the league and he's probably going into tight end 20 range where players aren't even playable anymore someone going around the same range is irv smith who got signed by the bengals i low-key really like that Ooh. I do too. Maybe the only yeah. reason we liked Hayden Hurst last year is because he was on the Bengals. We'll see if he's worth something on the Panthers, but Irv Smith. Hey, Hayden Hurst, man. Let me tell you, he came through for me in a big way. And then he got hurt, right? Yes, and then he was in killing mid- you. And then he was literally killing me. I had such a good team that her- Hayden Hurst was the difference. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the players that we said was younger than Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just hasn't been healthy yet. And- and he's supposed to be like a pass catcher, a move tight end style, not someone who's going to be like asked to block all the time. Put him with Burrow. That I mean, it seems kind of cool, especially when you can get him in the 20s for a tight end where, oh, this one actually ends up being tight end 10 instead of 25 or 30, hey, wherever he's going. I like a Bengals tight end. I, I feel like um, they use their tight end pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. They do. They even used Hurst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not afraid to pick up a Bengals tight end, to your point. Mike, with your when in doubt, go with a team that is Uzoma. <laughs> I mean, they until he got hurt, I was like, who is this guy? And then he got hurt. Uzoma. He was out for the season. Wasn't he like an Achilles a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. On the Bengals. Yeah, it was. It was something bad, and it, it, he was like, he like blew it up for like two games straight or something. I was like, I thought I got lucky. I was like, oh, I got one of those tight ends that nobody knew about, and I just picked him up randomly, and then boom, nope. my hopes and dreams were crushed. Dead. You should have known his name sounds like a breathing condition anyways the Raiders picked up Austin Hooper and OJ Howard do you think either of these are going to be relevant or is this one of the best landing spots for rookie tight end god I am so over OJ Howard (laughs) I mean obviously Howard but yeah Hooper are probably pretty over too I always thought maybe he could pick up somewhere and it just hasn't happened and this it's probably not going to happen here either Hooper the pooper even without Waller last year they didn't really use too much of the tight end so I mean maybe a good spot for a rookie Mm -hmm. maybe Jacoby Myers is really taking up a lot of that over there. Yep, it's like a trick where the tight end gets paid and it's like, okay, he must have some value and then he doesn't. Nothing. No. Hopefully that's not Dalton Schultz. Jedi mind trick. He's great in the film room. Yeah. Or is Dalton Schultz the new Austin Hooper? Might be. Ooh. Ooh. Pooper scooper hooper. Could be. Yeah, it's sad. He could be. And you know what else could be? Ooh. Drafts kicking off. Oh, man. Right after the NFL draft. Uh, don't remind me. It's about to be that season. Oh, my God. I'm so unprepared. <laughs> and Mike. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to do a little rookie draft like as soon as the NFL draft is over we record our rookie draft. Oh. 
Okay. I feel like I'm still going to be unprepared. You'll be fine. I'm actually going to be texting Nick. Who do I pick? <laughs> You'll have a cue. Yep. Yes, I will. Screenshot cue send done. He'll set the cue. Yes, he will. Like, Nick, if yeah. you could just tell me who I need to pick, that'd be great. <laughs> Pro tip for helping others, have them send you the draft board. You can make a cue, screenshot it, and then send it to them. As soon as you leave, the cue won't be there anymore, but you can make a cue for yourself to screenshot and send. It makes it easy helping people. Co-owners can uh, share cues. Yeah. That's a new thing. You actually share the same queue. Yeah. Yeah, that is new. I think it was new last year, potentially, but uh, you didn't used to be able to do that. Nick has it all down to a science because he's dealing, he's been dealing with me for several years. I think that's all we got, Noble. All right, Noble, take us out of here. Yeah, okay. Are you ready? Wrap it up? I'm ready. Practice safe pod closing and wrap it up. Maybe Mike's kitty wants to wrap it up for us. Okay. Oh, she's passed out. We are out of time, and as always, we thank you for listening to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. We hope that we gave you actionable information for your fantasy football teams and of course we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true make sure to like us follow us interact with us on twitter whatever you need to do and we will see you on the next op- on the next episode of the rank draft trade podcast peace Thanks. good night <laughs> live long and prosper hey hold on yes <laughs> live long is that what i said live long and prosper it's been so long i forgot live laugh love